This podcast contains sensitive content which some may find disturbing. Information shared here should not be construed as medical advice. If you or someone you love needs help with trauma, chronic pain, or anything else we discuss here, please seek out a medical professional. All resources shared are for entertainment purposes only. All content represents the opinions of Kim and Anna and any special guests and do not necessarily reflect the positions of any organizations they work for. This is not ideal, but we're going with it. A mother-daughter podcast about chronic pain, trauma, mental illness, and more. Kim is a trauma therapist and certified addiction counselor who lives in Pennsylvania, USA. And her daughter, Anna, is a scoliosis sufferer and trauma survivor living in the tropical north of Australia. Join us each week as they discuss topics from their life experiences. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. This is Not Ideal, but we're going with it, the podcast. I'm Kim. I'm the mom. And I'm Anna. I'm the daughter. And to start out this episode today, first of all, welcome back. Second of all, we just want to be clear about something. We care about our listeners and we've gotten a little bit of listener feedback since our last few episodes. And we just want to share a little bit about that feedback. First of all, it's been overwhelmingly positive. So thank you to everyone who's been listening been such a huge blessing everybody said that it feels like they're right there in the room with us probably because when we're around company we're still this loud and we're still this much interrupting (laughs) we interrupt each other just as much we laugh at our own jokes just as much so yeah that's accurate this really is what it's like to be in the room with us (laughs) very true and you know you still have those oh you still have that cough too i have a cold you guys i'm sorry well it's strep throat actually but ew I know. I'm, I know. I'm gross. I'm a monster. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I'm a monster. You're but... on antibiotics, though, so you're not contagious. So don't worry for those yes. of you who fear catching things through podcasts. Through the microphone. Before you share your feedback, I've gotten some feedback that people um, just like to feel like they're listening to us chat on the phone, which is kind of what I feel like it is. <laughs> Well, you know what? I think it's relaxing because I've recently found that for my own trauma, like sometimes for those of you who have never been through something very traumatic, sometimes panic attacks happen when you get something that triggers something similar to what Mm -hmm. you've been through. So for me, sometimes like when I got sick with this strep throat, you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to be going back to hospitals. Mm -hmm. And the big thing for me, weirdly, has been my bare feet on the cold floor of a hospital. Mm-hmm. And that's just a sensation that's so ingrained in my brain that whenever something sickly happens to me, that's the first fear that comes into my brain is my bare feet having to be on the floor of a hospital, you know, mm-hmm. and it's cold. And so I had a little bit of a panic attack when I found out that I had strep throat. And I found that the thing that really helps me through it is watching videos, Bon Appetit videos, <laughs> the channel, you know, the cooking magazine, Bon Appetit. There's mm-hmm. this guy, his name is Brad Leone. And he does these hysterical cooking videos and he, he goes all over the country and cooks with all these different people. And he's a total, he's hysterical. And just watching him, like he's not necessarily, you know, an expert in everything he does, but he's just so personable that just being around another person, watching them talk, listening to them talk about something they're interested in, that really calms me down. So it Mm. makes sense to me, you know, if people are interested in just listening to us. And I sent you that care package with those fuzzy socks. Did you use those? Of course I used them. You guys, fuzzy socks are my one true weakness. (laughs) 
what's that from? No, My one true weakness. Really. Oh, it's from uh, Lark Rise to Candleford, that mm-hmm. great show that dad and I watched. There's a character. Yes. It's an old timey show. Her name is... Uh, Doris, I think. And she always says, oh, this is my one true weakness. But she says it about everything. Right, right. Every so. every episode, she's got one true weakness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One time she um, says, cheese is my one true weakness, which I can really relate to. <laughs> I, I wanted to mention that um, the care packages between you and I, how long does it take usually? Well, how long did that last one take? Because this is a new address now. So it actually just to get to Melbourne, because you don't have to go up because there is no international airport in Townsville. So you don't get international mail immediately coming straight through to Townsville. It has to go through Brisbane first or sometimes to either Sydney or Melbourne and then up to Brisbane and then up to Townsville. So the time is actually shortened now, even though I'm farther away from you. So it only takes about 10 days. And stuff doesn't melt as bad. Before we were just getting (laughs) melted piles of... Good. Badly. The word is badly since it's an adverb. But but yes, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't melt as, as quickly nor as severely. Oh my word. Oh, sorry, sorry. Well, that has to do with our feedback, our listener feedback is first of all, and no, uh, not to take offense here at this, but I have heard that some people feel like you actually do interrupt me a little bit too much. Yeah, I've, I've gotten that <laughs> feedback as well. You, you're noticing these last two, I've been a little trying to be more quiet. Yeah, I'm watching, a little quieter. I'm, I'm trying. It's tough. I'm just trying to feel my tongue on the roof of my mouth more. So I'm working on it, listeners. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing is that to be in a room with us truly is to have you cutting me off. So you yes. not cutting me off as much is making the podcast less authentic. So honestly, right. that's a piece of feedback that I would say maybe disregard, you know, like we got to take it with a grain of salt. That's who yes. you are is somebody that's who cuts me true. off. <laughs> that's terrible you've lived with that your whole life it's probably done damage no it's not well it would have done damage had I turned into a doormat of a person but I'm not I'm a door knocker yeah (laughs) oh believe you me I have no trouble getting getting my fair shake of words in that's true that's true all right so it's taken us about five minutes and 40 seconds to get to the point which is listener feedback So the first thing, this listener, she will remain unnamed because I'm sure she'd kill me if I named her in the podcast. You should make it Uh, a male. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, cover's blown at this point. It's a female, but we have a lot of female listeners. Unless we're so sneaky that it's like a double cover. Oh, yeah. Double (laughs) agent. (laughs) Or maybe it's a male and I'm saying it's a female. That's what I mean. Oh. It's a little slow on the uptake with my strep throat brain. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyways, he slash see he slash she says, first of all, enough with the butt tingle comments. She says we've <laughs> said butt tingle too much and she's not uh, a fan of that. Butt tingle, butt tingle, butt tingle. <laughs> I can't handle feedback. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. Well, neither can I, to be honest with you. The second thing, which is valid, I think, is we had a question of the word ogle. I think is the correct way to say it is what she's saying. I said it was oogle, I think, and you said it was ogle. Is that right? Or maybe we I did it the other way around. You said it was ogle, and I said it was oogle. And you said it was oogle. So it turns out you said out, that it sounded too much like Google. Yeah, I did. You're right. Yeah. So here she says the word in question, ogle, has a long o, like ogre or okra, not like orca, octopus, or oolong. Wow. Yeah, so she took the time to come up with all of those obscure (laughs) words and typed them out in an email to me just to make sure that I was more educated. So I appreciate that to he slash she. 
<laughs> for your feedback. We have high quality listeners, as we know. So we do. We do. Absolutely. Who actually really care, I think, about those words that we argue about. <laughs> this is true. And we I think we've had almost a different word every episode. And now we've added adverbs. So we're, adverbs. We're, we're well, running. it's one of my biggest pet peeves. Uh, other than, oh my word, when people in Pennsylvania say like the dog needs washed or the carpet needs vacuumed, it's like, oh my word, where is the to be? Yeah, the lawn needs mode. It's like, oh my word, who taught you English? Ugh, drives me nuts. It's been, anyway. that's been rough. That's been rough. <laughs> I've lived a rough life. So we right. were partway through, we just finished the leg story. We're going to skip a whole bunch of stuff that we're hoping to cover in the book. And talk right about what, Anna? Shameless self-promotion. Well, right. Wait, do you mean what are we going to talk about right now? Yeah. Oh, well, right now. That's exciting. We are going to talk about kind of the progression of the scoliosis phenomena that was happening to me. Uh, You know, that whole, it's really a long, long journey. But we're only going to be covering kind of the important bits, the really kind of catchy bits here in the podcast. All the heartbreaking details will be in our book. Oh, this is, wait, I'll break your, this was dad's feedback and we've already done it. So he's, he's going to have continual (laughs) feedback on this, but he said, don't intro what you're going to talk about so much, just get to it. So I thought that was good feedback. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's also definitely feedback coming from an introvert who doesn't have time to listen to us. Like it's definitely coming from a husband whose wife has said, Hey, can you listen to this podcast that my daughter and I did? And he's like, <laughs> my daughter, uh, and I. <laughs> uh, I guess. And then he sits down and the first, the first feedback, it's completely believable. The first piece of feedback he has is make it shorter, <laughs> make it quicker. Very true. That makes sense. Get through it. Oh, yeah. oh, and for those of you who were not here for the last podcast, that squeaking in Anna's background is not children swinging outside her window. It is. Oh, heaven forbid. What, what kind of bird is it? Gala, a flaming gala. A flaming gala believe. bird. They are yep. loud, Anna. How do you live with that? Or actually, I think the really loud ones are rainbow lorikeets. So the, the birds, they're beautiful. Look, Google them right now. You're probably on your phone listening to this podcast. Google flaming gala. It's G-A-L-A-H. And then also rainbow <laughs> lorikeet. They're gorgeous birds, but yeah, they've got the most annoying squeals ever. We say but. H in this country. You better say it, say it for the Americans as well. H. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, thank you for correcting me. That's so helpful. All You're right, welcome. we've just taken up another 10 seconds just with a correction. How wow. lovely. That's nice. But yes, Australians say the letter H as H over here so that it doesn't sound quite as much like other letters, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, moving right along with no intro, I'm just going to pop right in here. So in the progression of the scoliosis story, There is one story in particular that I want to share with you. So the issue leading up to my surgery was that my back would constantly go out. And what that means, go out, older people probably know what I'm talking about. It just means suddenly you move the wrong way and you might feel like a click or a clunk in your back. And suddenly there's a really sharp pain and it doesn't go away until maybe if you can get into a certain position, maybe laying on the floor or sitting in a soft chair or sometimes just standing upright (laughs) or hunched over with your hand on your back, the pain just doesn't go away until you're in that certain position. And a lot of times the pain doesn't go away for days. So mom, do you remember that happening to me when I was little? Yes, absolutely. And you would, for the way it would happen with you, you would actually be unable to stand. So the, it was very like, if your back went out, it meant for you, I can't stand up. I can't walk. 
Yes, exactly. And I actually remember at one point I was walking down the hallway, uh, the upstairs hallway in between bedrooms, and I just fell down to my knees, onto my hands and knees, and I was just weeping there. And it was horrible. And I had to be helped. You know, dad said, I wish I could carry you, but I can't because he has a bad back too. Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of crawl, shuffle my way into my bedroom and then just lay down on the floor. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I have been dealing with pretty much ever since I was, when did you, when would you say it first started happening, mom? Um, I want to say middle school, I think was when the yeah. times that it would last for longer than, you know, that evening. I, I think your back would yeah. go out and it would be like a few hours and a few Advil and, and we'd get through it. But, um, middle school, it started to be like full on days that you couldn't, it wasn't going away. And you had to be lying on a really hard surface. Yeah. And interestingly enough, uh, that was also around the time that I started to be braced. So I was put into a full-on back brace, a couple different ones, actually. And they were really tight around my middle. I mean, if you just Google, I think I was in, was it was a Boston brace was the name of the brace that I had. Mm -hmm. They're very big. They go around your whole middle, down over your hips, and then up and shove your shoulder in a certain way to try. They try to straighten your back from the outside so that as you grow throughout the day, your back is growing in a straight line. Anyway, so you'd have interesting. And it had those tightening straps. So we had to kind of, what was it, like five or six straps that we'd have to really tighten. You have to take a breath in and then we try to tighten as tight as we could every night. And you absolutely hated every minute in those braces. Yeah. Actually, funnily enough, I actually had to fully breathe out to make my middle as small as it could possibly be because the extra air made me bigger. So I had to breathe fully out. And dad, who any of you who know my dad know he's a pretty muscular guy. He was the only one strong enough to tighten them as, as tight as they had to go. Like mm-hmm. those things were tight. Yeah, they put, marks, anyway, so, they put marks on them with a little Sharpie that told us how where yeah. to bring it to. Yeah, it was miserable. Just interesting coincidence that that all was happening at the same time. But anyway, yeah, around middle school, my back started to go out badly enough that at some points, the really bad ones, I would be on the floor for 10 days or more just without really being able to move. Mom would have to bring me all of my meals. Uh, a lot of times, I, you know, if she had to go to work, we would bring food up to me to snack on throughout the day. And then she would bring dinner up to me at, at home, you know, say if it happened during the summer. Uh, and one time, this is directly, so this is picking up right after our last episode at the end of the leg story. I was in Wheaton, Illinois. Right after that, I moved to Madison, Wisconsin uh, to do some more with that same humanitarian missions group that I was with uh, way back when, when I first went to Australia. And I was living in a kind of dorm style situation. Uh, it was a big house on a college campus because we were doing ministry with college students. So it was we were kind of living in a big dorm, all hardwood floors. And my back went out on the third floor of that building. And it went out so badly that I couldn't move for it. You know, it wasn't the worst that had ever happened, but it was about a week that I was on the floor, couldn't really move. People were having to help me get everywhere. People were having to bring me food. And I remember one of the one of the biggest ministries that I've ever experienced from a person my age, because let's be real, you know, People in the young age group often don't really know how to minister to one another in a really kind way. But there was this girl, her name was Patience, and she didn't even know me. I think she had met Aaron once and Aaron had told her, you know, she was like, where's, you know, where's your girlfriend? Because we weren't married at that time. And he goes, oh, she's hurt her back. So she's, you know, laying on the floor of the dorm that we all live in. And she bought whipped cream and sprinkles, which for any of you who know me, that is my favorite That's my one true weakness. I mean, what can I say? (laughs) Whipped cream and sprinkles. I mean, 
I could, and I know some people think it's gross, but the thing is I have really sensitive teeth, so I can't eat ice cream. Plus I'm not even a big fan of ice cream, but whipped cream is the less cold, less heavy version of ice cream. And you can eat so much of it because it's mostly air and sugar. And then plus with sprinkles, it just adds the perfect texture. You guys, whipped cream and sprinkles is the best combo ever. And it's always colored sprinkles, right? Not, not chocolate sprinkles. Oh no, yeah, gross. And it's not hundreds and thousands either. Those are disgusting and they're all they're all crunchy and they hurt my teeth. No, it's the rainbow sprinkles that are like the elongated, you know, rectangular ones or whatever. And they're they're mostly just wax and sugar, I'm pretty sure. I think they're just wax and, and food coloring and sugar. So yeah, all those together. And she brought me in a little gift bag and I didn't even know her. She showed up, she knocked on my door. I said, come in. She came in, she's like, hi, are you Anna? Like that's how much we didn't know each other. And I said, yes. And and she said, hi, I heard, you, I heard you were, you know, you were in pain and you were having to stay here all day. And so I dropped by the store and I picked you up what your husband or what your boyfriend said was your favorite snack, which is whipped cream and sprinkles. And she even brought me miniature spoons and little miniature dishes And they were all in this little bag and she dropped them off and she said, I just, you know, my heart goes out to you. I feel so bad that you're here on the floor and I just wanted to bring you this to maybe make your day a little better. And holy cow, I mean that, I will never forget that. Mm. I mean, those acts of kindness that people take the time to find out what you actually like, you know what I mean? Like they didn't bring me a bacon and egg Whopper from McDonald's, (laughs) you know, with no idea. I'm a vegetarian. No idea what I like. You know, she took the time, she found out, Her heart went out to me. She found out what I liked and she drove all the way over. She lived on the other side of town. She drove all the way over to me and dropped that off and just said, hi. I think she sat there and prayed with me for a little while. But isn't that weird that I don't even remember the praying as much as I remember the fact that she took the time to get me a gift. Mm, Yes, that is. (laughs) that that does sound like you. (laughs) But also I'll never forget whipped cream and sprinkles. Every time I've ever been given whipped cream and sprinkles is burnt into my memory. Yes, and Aaron actually gave it to me as a birthday present once. Oh my. And rainbow sprinkles, because rainbow is also a special thing between us. Rainbow sprinkles Uh and rainbow cloud is, that's why that's our logo, rainbow cloud. It is. Do you want it? Nobody knows what rainbow cloud is. You got to tell that story. Well, when we have a video, we should probably put that video up. Um, One time when I was (laughs) at a grocery store with a claw machine over here, which claw machine, tell, tell them about claw machine with us. Yeah, that's the thing. You know those claw machines in grocery stores, like maybe in a Denny's parking lot? (laughs) They are known, they're infamous for being impossible to win. But you guys, my mom and I, when we work as a team, when we do it on our own, it's like impossible. We never get anything. But when we work as a team, we have gotten up to three at a time. There was one time when we got two stuffed animals, big stuffed animals, in one claw drop for one quarter. And we screamed so loudly there. It was in Weiss. Mm -hmm. It was in the Weiss lobby. Mm -hmm. We screamed so loudly that a bunch of people flocked over to us thinking we just won the lottery because it was right next to the lottery ticket machines. And they're like, how much did you win? How much did you (laughs) win? And we were jumping up and down, each holding one of the stuffed animals we just won. And we said, are you kidding me? This is so much better than the lottery. Yeah, we love claw machines. We've been doing it since I was like five. Anyway, Anna was having kind of a tough time with her back. And so um, this is after she's married, living in Australia. So I recorded myself. uh, I saw, I always look at the claw machine whenever I walk by it. And I saw a little rainbow cloud and I thought, oh, well, there is one there is one creature in the claw machine that 
I once saw and we've never seen again. And that is the, um, what is it? Pillsbury yes. Doughboy. <laughs> and I want the that Pillsbury so Doughboy. bad. But anyway, it's so never, it's never reappeared. But um, what do you, what do you, oh, hold on. What? Hold, hold on. If any of you, this is a, an alert. If any of you ever walk by a claw machine and see a Pillsbury Doughboy yeah. plushie inside, Please. contact us ASAP. Yes. I mean, like, within the minutes that you see it. Send us the photo. Anyway, so I saw yeah, we'll be there. a rainbow cloud, uh, which was a little rainbow uh, and with a cloud face. Mm. Was there a face on it? Yeah. and Yeah, it was the rainbow, yeah. the or maybe the cloud was smiling yeah. and then it had a little rainbow coming which, out so, of it. And yeah. I was like, oh, I got to get that. So then I, I, I went out, got some change in my car because <laughs> I never have money in my purse. And I went back and I just recorded myself <laughs> trying to get the thing. And of course, I the claw was, I, I missed it by about a yard because I'm trying to record it and do it. And so I probably tried maybe, I, I used up all my cash, which was totaling $3, I think. And so then I was like, I'm so sorry, we didn't get it. And then we were, where were we? How did we see it again? Walmart. Oh, yeah. We were in Walmart buying, we were buying like loose pajama shorts because they told me that I wouldn't be able to wear anything that was tight around my we waist were preparing, or my back. Preparing for your surgery. surgery. We were, you were back here in the States. Yeah. We were getting ready for your surgery. And we saw it again and we tried for it again and we couldn't get it, right? No, no. We we saw some other, we just saw the claw machine. Every time we see a claw machine, we do it because it's necessary. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We, yeah. we saw, we didn't see it right away. We saw a little. We had two, hold on. We had two, it was 50 cents per try and we had $1. So we had two tries. Yes. Keep that in mind. So the first, so yeah. the, we were just going for this cute little woman doll in a pretty dress and we were just going to try for that. And we missed oh, that's right. And yeah. we missed it. We, we used our first 50 cents. But it picked it up. It picked it up and fell over and it revealed another rainbow cloud rainbow behind cloud. it. And we were like, oh my word, we have 50 cents. We left. just had a heart attack right there in Walmart. And so then we used our last 50 cents to try to get rainbow cloud because this was the the thing we really wanted. And Although if it had been a Pillsbury Doughboy behind that girl, we would have been even more happy. But we went for rainbow cloud and we got it before the surgery. Yeah, baby. And we were again making such a scene that people were worried about us. So anyway. But that's that's an ongoing theme in our life. So we took Rainbow Cloud with us to the hospital and we, I actually, do you know that I have Rainbow Cloud right now? You know that, right? Yeah. And yeah. We ship it back and forth to each other. Yes. In times of need. Yes. And anyway, yeah. But after that, like 10, 10 minute detour, we're now in the last few minutes oh, of our podcast. Yes. Not last seven minutes. And we've still got to get to the point. We've not even gotten to the point yet. Oh. But that's a great story. We should definitely keep okay. it. Keep it in We're there. We're keeping it. Okay. Good. And y'all are just going to deal with it. That's right. <laughs> or send us such a great story. Send us feedback. Such a blessing. Send us totally. feedback. We'll read your feedback no matter how, you know. Yeah, we'll read it. We might trash it on the next episode, but we'll read it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that, All right. So. So just finish up about, Anna, how we kind of started to realize this is not getting better. Maybe like where you left off yeah. when you were 16 with the doctors, what they told us. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, well, the doctors were talking about, you know, one, her growth plates are just about closed. And when they do your, you know, your back is going to stabilize, it's going to be fine. So they basically said it was fine. But I continued to have these episodes of my back going out and just having to lie, lie on the floor for just days at a time. 
It even happened while I was working out of state. I was working in New York at a resort and my back went out and I was working as a waitress. My back went out and I had to take some Valium, which is a, it's a muscle relaxant. And I had to take some Valium, but then I had a shift later that day. So I went, but I was obviously a bit groggy and I was in a lot of pain. And so eventually, you know, my shift was over, but I still had like 15 minutes of sweeping left. And I just went to my boss and I said, listen, would you mind if I just left a little bit early? Like, I can't. I'm on some some muscle relaxants. I just need to go. And she was like, yeah, yeah, here, you know, take this banana. She said, take this banana. I'm like, okay, I'll eat a banana. Fine. And then the next day in like the morning meeting, I get escorted out by the head of staff of the of the resort. He says, can you please come with me? I'm like, "Okay." I go with him. He sits me down in his office and he says, So we hear that you're unable to perform your duties because you have an eating disorder. And I was thrown for such a loop. And I said, what? And he said, your manager came to me and said that you had to go home early from your shift yesterday because you were unable to, you know, he thought I was basically on the point of fainting because I'd been eating so little, which granted, I did have an eating disorder at the time. (laughs) But, and that's just full disclosure. I'm pretty open about that. I have been for a long time since I'm fully recovered at this point. And I said, no, that's completely inaccurate. And he said, oh yeah, well then why did you have to go home? And I said, because I'm on diazepam, I'm on Valium because I'm a disabled person and I predisclosed that condition to you. And he said, I still remember this. He said, okay, well, I think you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And I said, there is no baby. <laughs> I said, there is no baby. I, I, that's what I have to do with my back. And I stayed for my whole shift anyway. Anyways, I stayed. You better believe I stayed. I did not get fired. Was that unbelievable? Anyway, so things like that. Was that the time when you accidentally dumped the whole tray of uh, orange soda on a family? Oh, no, no. That was my first year. (laughs) That was great. Yeah. On a uh, Nigerian family who didn't speak English. Boy. Yeah. And uh, I dropped an entire tray, four full glasses of orange soda all over all of them. And they started screaming in their native language. And I had no idea what to do. It was my first day ever waitressing. I was, I think, 15 at the time. And this lovely guy named Joe, who was one of my coworkers, he was great. He was a little bit older. He came over. He's like, it's completely fine. He helped clean up. He brought towels. He's like, you know, I'm so sorry this happened to you. I'm like, you're great. But he was short. So that was the end of that. Oh, my word. (laughs) He was, he got a good heart. I think he's married now. Anyway, he's great. Moving right along. Things like this kept happening. My back kept going out. You know, it was, it become, it became very debilitating until finally I injured myself so badly that I developed really severe sciatica, like to the point where I couldn't walk. I couldn't sit for more than five minutes. It was horrible. All done my right leg. It was just excruciating pain, which is when I went in and got an x-ray to see if I had ruptured a disc because they thought I had had some pretty severe nerve damage happen in my leg. And it turned out that, uh, you know, yes, the disc thing that had also happened, but I sent the x-ray to this doctor in the States, which is a crazy story, even how we got a hold of him. But maybe we'll save that for the book, huh? What do you think, Mom? Um, no, I mean, we can mention it right now. It's just that was I as soon as you got the x-ray, because the curves were supposed to stay stabilized uh, where they were after your growth plates you know, closed. And then we had a pretty good report. They didn't think there would be any more problem with it. They took you out of the brace. And then the x-ray showed that the curve had increased by 10 degrees on both curves. Or wait, no, more than that. Tell me how many degrees had it increased? Uh, well, it was 37 I think at like 36, 37 at the top and it increased to 50 yeah, that's right. or maybe over 50. And then the underneath, I think the lower curve was, I think, 27 and that increased to like 48 or something. So it was yeah, way, that one way more than 10 degrees. Well. So we were like, what? 
how in the world has this happened? So then we didn't know what to do. And so we, I actually searched for your original doctor that you saw as a child and he was no longer with that practice, but he was with this other practice that was doing this kind of um, investigative or um, experimental surgery for, Experiment. for people with severe yeah. scoliosis. So he helped us out immensely. And um, yeah, and that's how we got introduced to this new option for people with scoli- with severe scoliosis, which was a huge blessing because we were, you know, just mystified as to what in the world we were going to do at this stage with you already in Australia and married and in excruciating pain. And you just were really feeling like, I feel like my life is over. I mean, you, you can't, you could didn't feel like you could go on with that kind of pain uh, without some kind of help. Yeah, it really got to the point where I, I mean, I remember when I got that email from him saying, we definitely need to consider surgery. And not only do we need to consider it, but also uh, he said, and he, this is a guy who honestly is, I think at the very top of his field. Like, I think he is the leading Mm -hmm. guy in the whole of America, possibly the whole of the world. And he said, I think that we can help. I think that we yeah, can make it. That difference. was huge. And I remember getting that email. Yeah. And just bursting into tears. Mm. And I ended up calling you afterwards. And I just had been weeping that whole morning, just thinking, this is it. My life is not condemned to a life of just permanent pain forever. I mean, this is it. It's finally going to change. Mm. You know, I'm not locked into this horrible, you know, half existence for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, I just, wow. I, I still remember getting that email, I do how too. wonderful that was. I do too. That was a huge answer to prayer. And just, we were so hopeful at that point forward, even though there were a lot of obstacles that stood in our way between that point and the surgery. So, and we'll talk about that next time because yeah. we're out of time. Yeah. Cause yeah, that we hit our mark. I'm impressed with yes, us to be honest. Absolutely. Yeah. So next time we'll go into what it was like then preparing for the surgery and then getting the surgery, which, which is, I mean, sorry to that one listener, but that's going to be a major butt tingle warning episode <laughs> because boy, that was a rough, that was a rough prep session and surgery for yes, sure. And then the, the re traumatization and the additional surgery that you had to have for the complications that took place. So That's kind of where that brings us up to where we're at right now, which um, is why we're doing this podcast, because there's a lot of lot of stuff that we're still wrestling through. So we are so glad. Here's a teaser. teaser. Here's a teaser for that next episode is being stabbed in the lung with a giant needle and no anesthetic from the back. Still (laughs) Two times. One in each lung. I know that 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 definitely is still a biggie for you, isn't it, sweetie? Uh, I think it's a biggie for anyone. Mom, gotta gotta be honest. I don't think anybody would be stabbed through their chat, through their back into an organ with no anesthetic and be like, oh yeah, that's that's fine. I like that. Let's go back and do this more more often. Let's make an appointment right now for next week. (laughs) Yes, it's true. I know. All right. Well, yeah. So yeah, it's a biggie for me, but it'd be a biggie for anyone. We're not sure if you will want to join us for those episodes, but we're glad you were here for this one and we are signing off. I'm Kim. Hope to see you next time. And I'm still Anna, even though I'm sure you haven't forgotten from the beginning of this episode. (laughs) We love you guys. Thanks for staying with us. Talk again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you guys for joining us today. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Anna and Kim on the new series, Not Ideal, But We're Going With It. Also, check out their new website at www.notideal.net.